strong word and say, Hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Today, we're going to share something very special from the heart of God. And as this message was coming, as this message was coming from the Lord, Obviously, one of the things we do as ministers of the gospel in preparing a message, we begin to press in and search what is on the heart of God. And as I began to press in to search what is on the heart of God, I began to ask the Lord, what really should I share today with your people? really should I share with them that will bring transformation that will just make a shift in their lives and as I asked that question I began to perceive within my spirits certain needs of people and in one moment I perceived a serious need of comfort. I began to see a series of events that were taking place. And when I saw those events taking place, I said, "Mm, this one will need comfort. And God agreed. So quickly, I wanted to start preparing on comfort. And yet again, my spirit begins to search and see other things. I see a serious demand for empowerment. And I'm like, wow, people really do need to be empowered. eh? Okay, comfort, empowerment, let's start. As I'm about to start, I see something else and I say, ah, what's happening? And then I am seeing a group again needs encouragement. Another group needs strength. Another group needs direction. Another, and I'm like, but Lord, maybe I should teach on a seven-part series so that everyone is scattered each week. We just say you today is your day, next week today is your day. And I then clearly heard the voice of the Lord. He says, That's easy. You can teach all that in one sermon. 
just show them a person show them to get back to the awareness of a person that i give to them to handle every need that is absent in their lives to handle everything that they are seeking for to answer every question that they have show them the importance of the holy spirit and so today we will be talking about the holy spirit the holy spirit is so dear to us so special to the body of christ so special and important to us all yet in as much as he carries such an important cardinal role sometimes a sect of believers have put him aside and the fact that they have put him aside it is the reason why they are struggling with so many things that they should have results for today remember when i'm teaching you on laws and importance it is very cardinal first of all to know the original intent of god and that's why most of the times if i'm going to teach on the original intent of god versus the experience of man i will first take you to genesis because that is where god reveals the entirety of his will towards man now in the book of genesis chapter number 1 starting from verse 2 The Bible shows us that the earth was without form. The Bible shows us that it was void and that darkness was on the face of the deep. In this picture of having a chaotic moment in this picture of having a moment that seemed not to be well or had a negative condition the bible gets to tell us that the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters somebody say the spirit of god So in the moment of trouble the Holy Ghost was presently moving in the moment of despair in the moment of disorder the Holy Spirit was presently moving thereafter the bible gets to tell us that God said let there be light and everything 
else manifested to show us that before there was a manifestation of order before there was a manifestation of goodness before there was a manifestation of good results the holy spirit was present to facilitate the process hallelujah and you find it very interesting and you find it even just amazing because at the end of the day you will call him surely the spirit of manifestation because he is so geared for bringing forth manifestation on the earth and in the lives of people while you see that in genesis have you observed the bible tells us the word became flesh in short that's that's in the gospels it says the word became flesh meaning there was a manifestation of the lord jesus christ but do you know what happened before the manifestation of the lord jesus christ the bible tells us that the angel told mary the power of the holy spirit will overshadow you so he was present to bring order he was present to bring manifestation if we are going to give a cumulative or com- compound word to what really the holy spirit specializes in or how we can best describe him i today would love to describe him as the spirit of life because without him life did not take place but in the moment of his manifestation or his involvement we really see life come to being i really want you to understand that the holy spirit is the spirit of life now in john 6 and verse 63 jesus christ in his own words confirms this and what does he say all right it says it is what the spirit who does what who gives life somebody say it is a spirit who gives life you can say it again yes it is the spirit who gives life the holy ghost is the spirit of life and he gives life now going back to genesis the bible gets to tell us that man was described as a living soul but for man to be described as a living soul let's first answer this question why did man receive that title who sponsored the life in man who sponsored the results that man 
should be described as a living soul. Genesis 2 and verse 7. And the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust. I want you to take note of some of these terminologies that are being used. <clears throat> and the Lord God formed who? Of what? So God formed man, right? Out of the dust. Or rather, of the dust of the ground. Then the Bible says, And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Who gives life? spirit so man received life by God breathing into him and that breathing I believe is giving man life by the spirit through the spirit or giving him the spirit in short and then the Bible says and the man became a living being and the man became a living being it simply means without the breath of life he was just described as man With the breath of life, they are describing him as a living being. Now it is from here, saints of God, and I know I've shared this analogy with you. It is from here that we get to understand from the lens of the scriptures that there are different kinds of life. Why do we conclude that there are different kinds of life? We conclude so because the Bible tells us or even shows us that it is only man that was breathed on not every other creation but when we talk about other creation what do we love to say we say they are alive isn't that so isn't that so don't you say animals are alive we say plants are alive right but God did not, don't, did not breathe on those things but they are alive that gets to show us that there are different kinds of life in the Greek there are three major words that are translated life number one there is bios number two there is zoe and number three there is suche amen ask your neighbor if they are, if they are following if you are following tell them the words that I just said Did someone say sorry? <laughs> Bios, sorry. Soche. Others are thinking of Soche Park. Bios, Zoe, and Suche. By the way, Suche starts with P. <laughs> the 
is just silent. <laughs> just in case you're writing. <laughs> now, we are going to focus on we're really going to focus on the first two. We're not really going to focus on suche because suche even though it's translated as life, it it just simply means a soul. You know that sometimes as a person you're called this soul is lost or this soul has been saved it's talking about your whole essence of life amen and amen so when we say suche we're talking about the soul as you as a being a soul who's able to make decisions then when we talk about bios we're talking about natural life or biological life Do you know what biological life depends on to survive? Oxygen. Biological life. Then, the last life is Zoe. Zoe is not biological life. Zoe is spiritual life. It is eternal life. It is the life of God. Amen and amen. To show you this, if plants can live by oxygen, and then we believe God created oxygen, then what causes God to live if he created oxygen? Amen and amen. This is to show you there are different kinds of life. Now, let's see if you are catching this. When God breathed into man and he became a living being, what did he receive? Good. He received the very life of God. Because that was the original intent for man to be created in his image and likeness. The others were not breathed on because they were not created in his image and likeness. They only had biological life. They only had bios. Are we following? Now, after God gives man Zoe or life, his life, the Bible then tells us something. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 16, the Bible tells us that Adam, this man who has life, is planted in the garden. And when he's planted in the garden, he's told to do something. And the Bible says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, What? Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Next verse. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. Then what does it say? It says, For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely what? Die. Notice, the Bible doesn't say, After you eat, and after a while, then you're going to die. It says, In the day, that same day, you eat of it, you will die. That same day, not days later. 
In fact, the Bible tells us concerning natural life, Adam lived for 930 years. So when God says, Adam, you are going to die, yet Adam lived for 930 years, was God scamming Adam? Certainly not. Then also that is to show us if we've got different kinds of life, then we've got different kinds of death. Glory to God. Let's look at what happened in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse 6. Because it is at this moment that these guys are now eating of what God says in that day. And so when the woman saw the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and did what? Ate. She also gave to her husband with her and what did he do? He ate. So what God said in Genesis 2 verse 17, we expect it to start happening. Isn't that so? He should die. Next verse. Then the eyes of them were open. Ah. <laughs> we're supposed to see. And then they died. But hey. Death looks different in the eyes of the in the spirit. In the natural, you are saying eyes open. In the spirit. God is seeing death. Huh. It says, Then the eyes of both were open, and they knew they were naked. There was awareness. But as God had said it, these guys had died. They are going to die the day, the same day. It simply means the death that they experienced is a separation from the very nature that they received in the beginning because death what death is death is simply a separator when we say you've died you've been separated from your body it's just a separator in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 14 the Bible describes a kind of death it says and then death and the heads were cast into the lake of fire. What is the lake of fire for? The lake of fire is there to separate you eternally from God. While you experience punishment. And then this throwing of the lake of fire is described as what? The second death. So if there's a second, there should be a first. a second death they should be a first yeah and this is what happened to Adam they sinned and they were separated that separation spiritually was equivalent to death have you noticed why Isaiah says your sins have separated me from you. Why? Separation is death. Have you also understood uh, in the parable of the lost son 
when the son left his father to live a very you know dangerous life when the son came back he said my son was dead now he is alive why separation death is separation hallelujah ask your neighbor are you following i'm going somewhere i'm going somewhere now these guys have lost life they've lost the breath in them they've lost the breath in them and how can they live honestly if they've lost the breath in them they would definitely have a struggle they would definitely have a struggle because after they do this we see something very scary genesis chapter 3 and verse 19 Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19 Now this is a time where after they've eaten of the fruit and they have died this is the time where God now begins to tell them Imwe because you've done this this will happen to you because this has happened this will happen to you so now this is spoken to man and it says the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground ha you shall eat bread till you return to the ground then it says for out of it you were taken remember in genesis 2 the bible says for man was formed from what from dust now he says from out of it you were taken semicolon and you know what he says and he says for dust now you are hmm let me show you something in genesis 2 was man dust he was not dust he was formed from dust they eat now is reduced to dust and he's now telling him for dust you are and to dust you shall return he was never dust that's why i asked you a question what made man a living being it was the spirit of god and because he now lost the spirit of god he becomes what dust being reduced from man to dust that is why adam in operation before the fall and adam in operation after the fall very different how does a man from nowhere he sees animals and he's naming them accurately all the animals what is giving him such supernatural abilities to name all the animals some of you if i were to ask you you've even been here for since the church started but if i were to ask you tell me the names of everyone here zambira oh, oh. 
Yet Adam he's never met lion. He meets lion and says, "Ah, hello, lion." <laughs> it's true, papa. <laughs> <laughs> he names them he takes care of the garden he was a one man workforce eh? he was a one man workforce even, before, even when, when God was about to give him a wife the bible did not say he was tired that he needed a helper sana kumpeni murungu wanga injito ni leme sana ntumile njeka helper no he was well capable the guy goes into a deep sleep he's the first man that we've seen speak sense when he comes out from sleep eh? he's the first man he comes out from sleep and he says bone of my bone flesh of my flesh he speaks sense how many people speak sense when they've come from sleep what's happening your brain needs to process first but him what made him so super he received the breath of life people don't just become or things don't just become there has to be an empowerment but now the man becomes dust he's reduced to dust meaning there is a nature he's lost Now since he's become dust remember the curse or the punishment came on three people the serpent the woman and him Now I want you to see something in verse 14 of the same chapter It says and the Lord God said to the serpent because you have done this you are cursed more than the cattle and more than every beast of the field and on your belly you shall go But look at what he says. And he says, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. If you've become dust, you're in trouble. If you've become dust, you're in trouble. Before that, before that, listen, the best thing Satan or the serpent can eat is dust. If you are not dust he can't eat you. That's why he could not devour man before the fall. Because man was a living being. He had the My goodness. And so because man lost Zoe and remained with Bios he is just dust. and if he's dust as long as you are dust you shall be eaten by the serpent all the days not of your life of his life <laughs> all the days 
of his life. So here, from that time, this serpent has been eating dust. Eating dust. That's why, before the coming of Jesus, we don't see the casting out of demons. How can dust, how can, how can pray deal with the predator? Your food, 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 sausage, have you ever eaten sausage and the sausage comes out and says, I don't want nakana. Huh? It's never. That's why, you see, his appetite is for dust. When it was casted out and they sent me into the pigs. Listen, when the demons entered the pigs, the Bible says the pigs entered the water and died. It simply means they came out from the pigs and looked for another dust or another person. They don't want they don't they don't want an appetite for trees, an appetite, they want an appetite for people. Dust. He says you are dust and you return to dust. Somebody say I am not dust. Ask your neighbor, are you sure? Yes. So, this is where you now see man experiencing life without the Holy Ghost. It was tough. It was tough. It was really tough. They tried doing this and it was tough. They didn't have the nature of God. Because it's the Holy Spirit who brings the nature of God. It was very tough. Helpless was man. Very helpless. He was so helpless that he couldn't even ask for help. But you see. It is then that you see God introduce the law. When God introduced the law, he was trying to tell them, I know there are certain results you want. You want the blessing. You want the health. You want goodness. Let me introduce the law to you. If you keep it, you will have everything. If you fail to keep it, you walk in other st- you walk in other results, the same results that you are walking in by default. That's why when you look at a curse, it's twofold. Many people don't see it. Even when you talk about curses in the Bible, who cursed in the Bible? Hello study 
Old Testament. Who did the cursing? Mostly. It's God. Not demons. Hi. Now, that's why I said there are two sides of curses. But there's one side of curse. When we, when we really talk about cursing, it doesn't mean, when we talk about the side of God cursing, it doesn't mean that he is really putting evil on you in the context of how demons and other things would do it. In the context of God, a curse is simply living life without God. Because things won't work for you. That's what a curse is. And that's why when man was removed from the garden, there was problems. So, going back to what I'm, I was actually explaining, the Bible shows us how <clears throat> man really suffered and had a tough time. But he needed a solution. The law was brought to him. But do you know what man would say about the law? No, no problem. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. But no one could keep it. No one could keep it. The law was actually there to show people that they need God's nature. The law was actually there to point people back to God. That they need God's help. That's what the law was there for. It was never to punish. It was to show them you can't do this alone. You cannot. But you know what? Even in their bad result, it showed us one weakness of man. Which even today, I want us to deal with. One weakness, which could also be a strength of man, is that he has the power to move on. He has the power to do what? They began to function in a low life. And guess what? They moved on. It is well. Ah, we used to live like this. We used to live in the garden. Now we're in the wilderness. It is well. We move on. We move on. And it's a dangerous place to be in. In fact, it's more dangerous to be so used to live life without God. Because even now, people who've received life from God have moved on. Living their life and making decisions without God. They have moved on. No pressure. No pressure. Why are we comfortable that we can't hear God daily? Ask your neighbor that. Why are we comfortable that we can't hear God daily? Why are we comfortable that we can't get the words of life daily? I'll tell you. It's because you've moved on. But what will make you different from the one who lost life? Zoe. So the law was there to show them that they needed God. And when that happened, the Bible gets to tell us that God in his infinite grace and plan began to make a plan for us. 
And when he made a plan for us, we would see certain prophetic words that were given. Isaiah prophesied about it. Jeremiah prophesied about it. But today I want to show you what Ezekiel says. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. Paramasketos. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. The Bible says, I will give you a new heart. This is a prophetic word. I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit within you. I will take away the heart of stone. And out of your flesh, I will give you a heart of flesh. He's talking about, mm, guys, the way after the fall, the way your heart has become just your normal, your, your heart your spirit is bad I don't want to heal your spirit I want a new one then he says I'll take the heart of stone out of you even, even the, those character traits that stubbornness that pharaoh anointing I'll deal with it I'll give you a heart of flesh that is flexible. Then in verse 27, it doesn't end there. Then what does it say? I will put my spirit within you. Uh-huh. I will put my spirit within you. The same way it was in Genesis. To have his spirit put within us and then what does it say I will put my spirit within you and do what cause the spirit causes and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and you will do them you will demonstrate them so if he puts his spirit in you you are now different because you have an empowerment. Something will change about you. How is it that minus his spirit, you are unable to demonstrate? To show us the importance of him. My goodness. This is, verse 30, this is chapter 36, right? And Ezekiel is talking about how the Holy Spirit is supposed to be now poured back into us. After the fall. Then chapter 37, the next chapter, God gives him another vision. The one you like. Uh-huh. Chapter 37, verse 1. And the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of what? The valley. I want you to see the location of what he, the bones. The, where are the bones found? In the valley. And he says, he set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. The valley was full of bones. <laughs> full. Next verse. 
Then he caused me to pass by them all around and beheld there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. Wow. First of all, there were many and the valley was full. And the Bible says they were dry. Aha, uh-huh. next verse. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Ha. Huh. Listen. Have bones? Do bones ever live? Hello? Do bones ever live? No. But then, who lives? Hmm. Alright, we'll catch it, we'll catch it. He says, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord, you have the answer. And you know. In it, me have seen they are dry. If I if I say mm, but, eh? <laughs> eh? you might dis, dis, defy me as a prophet. So I'll use religious wisdom and say you are, you have the answer, O oh Lord. Verse four. Huh. Then again he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Say to them. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. There's a prophecy that is coming to the bones. Next verse. Thus, come. Thus says the Lord God to these bones Surely I will cause breath to enter you. I will cause what? Breath to enter you and you shall live and the Lord breathed in man and he became a living being it is breath that the Lord said will enter into you enter what? the bones how can breath enter normal bones? Then you are now getting a picture that these bones might be something. Eh? Yeah. Mm. Then it says, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. The only time these things will be alive is when breath enters. Next verse. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath where? In you. You need to you need to you need to take note of the inside of someone, the in, the in feeling of the breath. And says you shall live and then you shall know I am God. Hmm. You shall live and then you shall do what? You shall know I am God. Okay. 
So we know how to know someone is God. You need to have breath. Alright, next verse. So I prophesied as I was commanded. So really, this was not by the authority of Ezekiel. This is God. So he may just said as I was commanded. And I prophesied. As I prophesied, there was a noise. And there was a rattling. And bones came together, bone to bone. I remember someone was once called a bone of my bone. Anyway, yeah, next verse. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. In short, they had the uniform which was in Genesis 2 and God formed man from the dust. But it was not enough. What did they need? Breath. They needed breath. They had flesh. They just became men. But they needed flesh. They needed the breath. And the Bible says there was no breath in them. Next verse. Also he said to me, prophesy to breath. Prophesy son of man and say to breath. That says the Lord, come from the four winds. Or breathe and breathe on these slain. That they may live. Next verse. So I prophesied as he commanded. And breath came into them and they lived and stood upon them their feet an exceedingly great army if you are following carefully the bible is talking about bones who after there was a noise flesh came they were okay then breath came in them but I want you to see what the Bible says it says they lived and stood to their feet and became an exceeding great army how is it that once breath has entered not only are you alive you've now become an army and these are the questions I ask who trained them to be soldiers who trained them to be great and exceedingly powerful now you understand even when Job prophesies it is the breath of the almighty and the spirit in man that gives him intelligence so this breath came upon these bones and they lived and they became a great exceeding army and I I do understand that sometimes we love to talk about dry bones and prophesy to them we call dry bones to come alive every dry bone in my life come alive that's okay it's a kind of revelation but the dry bones was you and me 
It was you and me. Next verse. The answer is even there. He said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Ah, these are people. <laughs> Says these bones are the whole house of Israel. And we know that God's work did not just extend to Israel. It also extended to us. So even more Israel to demonize. So he says, this, these bonds are the whole house of Israel. Then what did he say? He says, they indeed say, our bonds are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. Next verse. Therefore prophesy to them, thus says the Lord, behold my people. I will open up your graves. I will cause you to come up from your graves, from dust, <coughs> from dust, yeah, and bring you into the land of Israel. Next verse. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up from the graves. Then this is how he ends. Next verse. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. So the prophecy of dry bones coming to life is a prophecy of salvation and the Holy Spirit being restored in our lives. Yeah. Thank you. It's a prophecy. And what does Jesus do? He comes on the face of the earth. He begins to demonstrate the power and the will of God. And as he demonstrates the power and the will of God, listen, when Jesus came as flesh, him he was not a sinner. But like us. So, he came as the second Adam. Remember the first Adam had the spirit within him. He had breath within him. So for him even to come as the second Adam, he functioned by the Holy Ghost. Hello? He functioned by the Holy Ghost. Ah. John 14. I don't want us to go to John 14. <laughs> Just shake your neighbors. Just say we're going to John 14. So pay attention. John 14 and verse 10. I don't want us to go to John 14. flash spirits. I see a light this side Kanshin camera. No. Carry on the work of the Lord. All right, John 14. The Bible says do you not believe? Come. 
Sometimes I just call him the no demonstration. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own and of my own authority. Our focus is on the last part. He says, but the Father who dwells in me, the Father who dwells in me does the works. This is Jesus. Before this, Jesus was telling the disciples, Guys, in my father's house are many mansions. And I will be going there to prepare a place for you. He's saying, I'm going to go to the father to prepare a place for you. But then moments later, he's saying, Do you not see that the works i am doing is because of the father who dwells inside of me you want to confused you are going to the father the father is in you you are going to prepare a place for me the father the father is in you yeah okay so he says the father in him does the works inside of him then in verse 16 look at what he says I pray and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper he's saying niendo pempera to the father so that he gives you a helper but ah, but you said the father <laughs> He says, I'll pray to the Father that He gives you another helper. When He meant another helper, it simply means Jesus came as a helper. He says, another helper that He may abide with you forever. Next verse. You know, there was an emphasis. You know, there was an emphasis on forever. There was an emphasis. Because the first time it was not forever. The first time they had it, it was not forever. The first time they lost the spirit is when death and they had sinned rather. But this time he says, You he will come and abide with you forever. Then he says, The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither sees him nor knows him it says but you know him it's talking about the holy ghost you know him because he dwells with you ah guys confused and says and will be where in you so when he was talking about the father doeth the works in me he was talking about the Holy Spirit who will dwell in them how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power Acts 10 verse 38 who went about doing good what does that mean 
It means when the Lord Jesus Christ was working here on earth. He came as an example of the second Adam to show you how you and I should live. And how did he live? Dependent on the Holy Spirit. He would say, I do nothing on my own, but what my father says. He was dependent on the Holy Ghost. Very dependent on him. All the way to the end. Even at his baptism, do you know that Jesus did not perform any miracle before the Holy Spirit came upon him? Zero, not even one. Not even one. But that's why think about this think about this isn't it interesting that after the Holy Spirit came upon him there were times that people tried to kill Jesus but Jesus would just pass through them after that, that was after before that that was not happening Jesus was oh, he, he was not passing through people in fact the Bible says when Herod wanted to kill him, Joseph had to save Jesus. Uh-uh. Joseph, he said, an angel came and says, Herod seeks to kill the child. Munyamulen, take him away. Hallelujah. And while that was happening, Jesus began to teach all of us and his disciples on the importance of the Holy Spirit. He began to say, the spirit of truth is going to come. He began to say, the Holy Ghost is going to come. He's going to live in you. It is for your advantage. He would speak about the Holy Spirit a lot. John 14, John 15, John 16 he's speaking about the Holy Ghost he would talk about rivers of living waters he would talk about the coming of the spirit why? the prophecy was I will put my spirit in you and what happens after because the problem with man is that he could no longer host God because his sins separated him. So what does Jesus die do? He dies for what? Your sins. So that you can no longer be separated from God. And then after he dies, he comes back from the dead. And in John 20 and verse 22, what does Jesus do? This is his disciples. And he says, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Read, what does it say? Receive 
the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is just after he came back from the dead. He says, guys, I can't wait to take you back to the original place. And it has receive the Holy Spirit. They got it. They got it. But it didn't end there. He told them, don't leave Jerusalem. Yes, you've received the Holy Spirit, but I want you now to be endured. I want you to be clothed with the Holy Spirit. I want a full expression of the Holy Ghost in your life. So don't leave Jerusalem. And they did that. Now, John 10 verse 10. Do you remember that we said the serpent began to eat dust all the days of his life? And this is an expression. Jesus says the thief comes, does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Come, both of you now. I promise to give you an example. All right. These are two representations of man. Jesus, or in Genesis, the Bible says man was eaten, or rather, the serpent would eat dust. And what was man reduced to? Dust. So, if we want this one to become an overcomer over the one who eats dust, what solution should we give him? The solution we should give him is you. We need to remove you from dust and become another person. The solution is not giving you a gun because a gun without dust or rather a gun with dust is still useless. Or rather a man with a gun. What am I saying? Dust. You get it, dust. OMG. What I'm trying to say is that even though you are dust, no matter what kind of weapon you have, you are still useless to the one who eats dust. You are still useless. So the only way you overcome him is not by receiving weapons, but it's by changing your nature from dust to a higher level that steps on things that it dust. That's why, have you noticed? The Bible says, I have given you authority 
to do what? To trample on snakes and scorpions. It simply means you are no longer dust. Why? The serpent will always be on the ground eating dust. When you transition, that's why in Ezekiel, when the breath came, the Bible says, and they stood to their feet and became a great army. That does what? That tramples on snakes and scorpions. Yeah. And so that's why Jesus says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I've always wondered. I wanted Jesus to give me machine guns. But he said, "But I have come that you may have life." Our opening scripture and the spirit gives. So he came to give you the Holy Ghost. Why? Once you receive the Holy Ghost, you have life. And once you have life, your nature has changed. You are no longer dust. You are a living being. That's why the Bible says the law, the latter kills. But Jesus is a life-giving spirit. So he changes you and gives you the Holy Ghost you are no longer dust in short yes you have bios but when the Holy Ghost comes you have zoe we can look the same but we can stand look at this other. they can look the same this one only has bios this one has bios and also has Zoe. And you all call them human beings. But in the lens of the spirit, these are different. These are different. In the eyes of God, this one is dead. He's dead. This one. <laughs> this one is alive. This simply means You know what that means You who have a spirit Of God Should be distinct From those who are in the world Distinct You should be Weird Very weird My wife was, I don't know who she was sharing this with. Just last week, um, I, was by, I was by the mall and I was talking to someone. Oh, so how have you been? Ah, I'm good now, how have you been? And so, what happened is that a whirlwind came, was coming towards us. Alright? Now, for me, I forgot. It was normal for me. So I was talking to the person. So, yeah, our things. Then while the whirlwind was coming, I started moving it. Then it started going to a man who looked at me and did, ah, 
And then my wife also looked at me and says, How can you be doing that? And what do you mean? No, you moved you moved the, you moved it. I said, ah, isn't that normal? No, but people won't understand. It's not normal. I'm like sorry. <laughs> sorry. It was normal for me. As in I for like it was a normal thing. It was, I'm telling you, if you know how many whirlwinds I move. <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, and I said, all right. I apologize. And the man who received the dust just did like this. Yeah. Yes, there has to be a distinction. Where when someone looks at you, they will say you are not normal. That's why Jesus, when he came in the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost was working in him, when Peter failed to catch fish, Jesus said, catch fish. And Peter caught fish. Do you know what Peter said? Go away from me. He separated himself and said, you are not normal. I'm a sinner. Listen, people should be avoiding you in a good way. Not because you've got bad manners. They should be avoiding you and say, Ah, they should be avoiding you and say, There should be a difference. Why? Because the Spirit causes causes but you see what Jesus said he says I have come that you may have life and then he says that you may have it more abundantly it simply means your life levels should be increasing it should be progressive and I said this makes sense it makes sense and it really is also symbolic of how the Holy Spirit functions in our life. The day you get born again, the Holy Spirit becomes or dwells in your spirit. He begins to live inside of you. And you have life. But there is another reality that the Bible tells us to experience with the Holy Spirit. It says, be full of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, it is him perhaps taking this level as a residence, but when he fills you up completely, full expression, remember I said it last time, he's no longer a resident, he's president. He's, he's fully guiding you, he's fully making you different. And that's what it means when you have life. And then you need life in abundance. Be full, be full of the Holy Ghost. Saints of God. What Jesus came to achieve for us removed us from dust. We are now spiritual beings. We are now people that are full 
of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. But I want to show you something. In as much as I'm trying to drive towards the importance of the Holy Spirit. You and I now have the Spirit of God living in us as long as you are born again. The prophecy of Ezekiel has come to pass. You are no longer dry bones. You are now an exceeding great army. That is because his spirit lives in you. A problem comes in now. If you are an exceeding army, yet experiencing results of dry bones. We need to address that problem. Remember when Ezekiel was moving, what did he say? He says, I found these bones where? In the valley. We are no longer in the valley. The Bible says now we have come to Mount Zion. The city of the living God. Where there is immunerable numbers of angels. Great company of the heavenly host. Where we now have the Holy Spirit living in me. It simply means with that ability and with his presence living inside of me the way I used to cry should change. The way I used to crack down should change. Ah, it should change. Without God, yes. When they sing, Uyu, Jeremiah, Malila, Gawamuza, Che, your head looks like a headache. Jeremiah would be broken. I look like a headache. Oh Lord, I need to kill myself. This life is not... Listen. Now that you have the Holy Ghost, they will tell you, Jeremiah, this, this and that. Where's the terminologies than the headache? But you who has the Spirit of God will understand and will echo what Jesus said. He says, Father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Forgive him. There will be enough and sufficient stamina before even the Holy Ghost came in his life they just said do you know Jesus Jesus no 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 I don't know him who's Jesus but I'm not a member I don't know him that is Peter three times he's denying Jesus 
But when the Holy Spirit fills him up on the day of Pentecost, the Bible tells us in that moment people begin to laugh at them as they speak in tongues and they say these guys are drunkards machakolwa <laughs> Peter stood up the same one who denied Jesus and says listen up these men that you see are not drunk this is the fulfillment of what the prophet Joel said that in the last days I will pour my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters will prophesy come on these men are not drunk they are under the influence they are filled with the Holy Ghost they have the spirit in them he changed he was no longer a coward in chapter 3 chapter 4 Peter already started going to court the one who denied Jesus he started going to court and they told him never again in court never again speak about Jesus Christ never and the Bible says he was full of the Holy Ghost and spoke to the, 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 the leader of the Sanhedrin and said judge whether it is right to obey you than to obey God but these men didn't go to school do you notice they said that they are not learned why are they behaving that the one who they are telling was not learned he wrote you a book first peter second peter third peter second peter even john first john second john third john they unlearn it. I'm not saying don't go to school. <laughs> go to it. It's an added advantage. Because if you can go to school and be filled with the Holy Spirit, like Paul, you will write three quarters of the New Testament. Amen and amen. Yes. Acts 2, when you read it, the Holy Spirit came. It's the Bible says, He filled the whole house. He came with a sound. Filled the whole house. And they began to speak in other tongues. By the way, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. If you understand something, Pentecost means 50. The, 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 the Jewish people would celebrate different feasts. One of the most prominent feasts they would celebrate was the Passover. The Passover where they were, were you know, removed from Egypt, you know, uh, and the angel uh, passed over them, you know. They would celebrate that. It was a memorable um, time. But they also celebrated they also celebrated what was known as the feasts of weeks. Okay, follow me, Clef. 
they followed they, they celebrated what was known as the feast of weeks this one was one of the maybe like the second uh well celebrated uh feast in the feast of weeks what would happen is that after the passover they will count 49 days then the 50th the 50th day is when they will celebrate the feast of weeks amen and amen the next day that's when they will, uh, after the the the, 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 the 49 they will celebrate the feast of weeks that's why it, it it's called pentecost because pentecost means 50 it simply means 50 now in the feast of weeks what they would celebrate are harvests so they would they would they are farmers these are farmers and after they have their harvest of wheat they would honor the lord and give thanks for the bumper harvest their bumper harvest great harvest and wow it's so interesting that the holy ghost came when it was time to celebrate the feast of weeks when they celebrated harvest very interesting how is it interesting number one, it's very symbolic because the pouring out of the holy ghost is a harvest to people was a great harvest how was it a great harvest because number one, if you had jesus you could only encounter jesus in during that time with the appointment that was there meaning if jesus was just in the flesh you could if if they tell you appointment is next week that's the only time you can see jesus next week so jesus in the flesh no wonder said it is expedient for the holy spirit to come why because when he comes he will dwell in you 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 a mighty harvest and it's so interesting just to show that he came with a mighty harvest the first time he came when peter preached after denying jesus three times peter gave a sermon and the bible says 3000 souls were won a mighty harvest showing us how he can make us more than a thousand thousand times better now saints let's get to reality now you and i have the holy ghost is living in us but to what extent are we permitting him to work in our lives to what extent are we permitting him to express himself you need comfort but the answer is in you you need strength but the answer is in you Today I came with a message to tell you let's not move on with a Christianity that runs churches that runs movements that runs businesses 
and runs their own lives without the Holy Ghost. No. We have left him in us and ignored him. Ignored him. Yet, he was the solution for mankind. All those works that we see coming. Jesus working out things and then giving you his spirit. All those works to allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. There is no need for us to remain broken. There is no need for us to remain downcast. There is no need. There is no need for us to make decisions and risk them. Even in business, they tell you business is a risk. Not a business person that is governed by the Holy Spirit. No. That's where now it's time for us to get back to the place of fellowship. And say, oh Holy Spirit. I thank you that you live in me. I thank you that you are there for me. But wow, you have his spirit. Don't forget something cardinal. That the spirit gives life. You don't just have bios now. You have Zoe. You have the life of God. You have it. In first John chapter number four, verse seventeen. I hope I got it right. The writer began to boast in the Lord. And he said, Love has been perfected among us. First John 4, 4 17. Love has been perfected among us that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Then he goes on to say, Because as he is, so are we in this world. And do you know what this revelation means? You are no longer dust. You are not dust. It simply means if someone eats dust, I will not be eaten because I am not dust. If he pursues me, he will find me with life and understand that, oh, oh, you didn't know that I have Zoe. Me, I'm not food. I tremble. That's the reason why the Bible says Satan flees because he realizes, aha, Zoe, I can't. Zoe, I can't. As he is, so are we. If you can ascend with this revelation, you will ascend in different realities. 
I'll give you an example. Some of these things are difficult to process, but is Jesus sick? So am I. Start thinking like that. Is Jesus broken? No, so am I. Because as he is, so am I. Is Jesus poor? So am I. As he is, is Jesus a failure? Ha! The Bible says he was first, first born from the dead, first in all things. He took first, he took first as the preeminence. So am I. And the one who makes it possible is the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know what? Quit saying, this is how I am. Quit saying, this is how I was born. Yes. I understand you were born like that in Adam. But you are born again in Christ. All those things can change. If Peter, who used to deny Jesus became now a chief speaker you can definitely change from those emotional earthquakes in your life you can your health can change I stand before you with a testimony of how my health was poor horrible today when I testify I testify of living in divine health saints of God we need to get back to the Holy Ghost perhaps I'll end with this do you know one of full of the Holy Ghost you stretch your legs and you switch off the yeah do you know now my point has gone come and tell them (laughs) anyway this is the work that the Spirit of God places in our lives and if we can fully give ourselves to him I'm telling you our life is never going to be the same there are some of you here you need counsel some of you here you need encouragement Some of you here, you need strength. Some of you here, you need comfort. Listen, I know I am telling you this. 
because it's really not normal. Recently we had um, one of the pastors who lost his wife, lost his child. Some of us, the bearers of that news, we are wounded. Yet him, when he's expressing himself authentically, he's worshipping God. And you're wondering, where is he getting that strength from? Others are, others are even saying, it's okay to cry. Yeah, he cried. He cried, but he found strength in God. He found strength in God. And I'm telling you, we need the Holy Spirit. In Acts, the Bible says, the church was strengthened by the Holy Ghost. It simply means, if you can't, if you can't get strength from Him, when the day of trouble hits, many people will bow down. If you can't get counsel from him, you will bow down. But like I said, what really disturbs people from experiencing the Holy Spirit is in John 14 and verse 17. It's very clear. And you need to separate it. It will help you. John 14 and verse 17. We're from 1 John 4 verse 17. Now John 14 verse 17. It says, The Spirit of truth, whom, what? The world, what? Cannot receive. The world cannot receive the Spirit of truth because it neither sees him or knows him. Now, imagine if your experience is I have the Holy Spirit but I neither see Him or know Him. Do you know what that simply means? It simply means your life is surrounded by the system of the world. The world has You know what that means? It means you came out of the world but the world did not come out of you. Like how Israel came out from Egypt but Egypt did not come out from them. No wonder they looked back to Egypt. What affects full expression of the Holy Spirit in your life is the worldly system. Chalo. Chalo. And as much, as long as you keep feeding on the world, you are going to hinder the Holy Spirit from expressing Himself. We are too focused on the world. We are too focused on what the world has to offer to us. We are too focused on what the world has to give to us. Because yes, we understand even the world is a giver. Jesus says, I give you peace. 
which is different from the world meaning the world also gives peace but as long as you become a recipient of the world receiving its ideas receiving its behaviors receiving everything in because the world ushers things through trends as long as you are a recipient of everything the world does hmm, then you can't really enjoy the benefits of the spirit we shouldn't get to a place where we are experiencing what Psalms 82 says it says you do you not know that you are gods then it says but you die like mere men why should a god die like a mere man So from this day forward you you must know that the Holy Spirit in your life is paramount important to lead you guide you to handle every step of your life You need counsel just tuck yourself hold yourself tightly and you say Holy Spirit you're living in me I have help I have help from you you need healing remind yourself that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and he will give life to your mortal bodies you need results remember Ephesians writes to you and says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask or imagine but it doesn't end there it says according to the power that works in you permit the power of the spirit to work in you I'm telling you and life will be so amazing why don't we rise to our feet